Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, good afternoon. It is the uh, Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. Another lovely afternoon here in the Twin Cities. I do have to share this email with you guys. It is from uh, Carrie. Carrie Lynn. Carrie Lynn says, I'm a listener in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, who downloads the podcast and listens at my desk at work. She was listening on uh, Friday's show and couldn't believe her ears when she heard us talk about Auntie Marlene's penchant for the song Eve of Destruction. I had never heard that song before up until a few months ago when my dad played it while I was visiting him. Not a week later, he passed away unexpectedly. Memories just came flooding back when I heard that song. I don't know if you believe in signs, but I truly feel like my pops was with me that day. Aww. Thank you and take care. Aww, that's, that's sweet. Cool. I know nice. there are signs. My mom got another sign from her husband. She's only He's visited her three times in like okay. the seven years that he's died. And every time, it's a trail of menthol cigarette. And one time a lighter. And the other, last weekend, she watched Elvis, The Searcher documentary on HBO. Surprise. For the fourth time. I'm just okay. going to say, surprise. And she was really thinking about him. And she woke up at like two in the morning, menthol cigarette. She thought she something was burning. It. Yeah, oh, in the house. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I remember we had, we talked to Jody Levon. She uh-huh. said sometimes a sense. You know, or a song or something that will be how someone makes right. it be known to you. But she's like, yeah, I had another, you know, Stephen is because he smoked uh, Cools or Salem. Mental, sure. You know, and uh, I said, does it ever scare you? She said the first time it did. It, it scared her a little bit. A little bit. Then but then like... she said it was very comforting. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, he he just appears every once in a while to let her know, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. I know. And speaking so sweet. of Elvis, the last of Elvis's uh, Blue Moon Boys, his band from the early days, DJ Fontana, the drummer, okay, um, had died at the age of 87. And if you think of the 68 special, he's the, the guy, TV special. The TV special. And if you saw the Elvis documentary, The Searcher, if you haven't seen it on HBO, it's amazing. You've got to check it out. But in the 68 special, he is the guy that's... He's just basically um, drum, you know, using his fingers and drumming on. I don't know if it's just uh, keeping time on a guitar case. Okay, is what he was doing. Okay, if you remember that that, special, and he um, was influenced by big band drummers like Buddy Rich, and he was admired by Lee Von Helm from the band who played, you know, Sissy Spacek's father and Coal Miner's daughter. Oh, That's Lee okay. Oh, good gosh. Um, and oh, he, him. Oh, him. The band. Well, because the band, he played man. at the front of the band, you know, mm-hmm. the drummer. Well, he, he was the main lead, main he was the lead, lead singer. singer. Yeah, yeah. So Ringo Starr loved him, Max Weinberg, and he, um, you know, Elvis was just a regional act touring with the two guys that... Um, Scotty Moore and Bill Black, who Sam Phillips had brought them in to record with him at some okay. studio. And 
Um, they were making good music, but it wasn't rock and roll until DJ put the backbeat into it. This is Lee Van Helm told the Associated Press. And so he was a permanent member working with Presley through the late 50s and through the 60s. And the last time they worked together was on the 68 uh, special. So, and he played, you know, he played on a couple of Ringo Starr's album as the drummer. And in 2000, he played on Paul McCartney's cover of an early Elvis hit, That's All Right. And uh, that's cool that he had such a long career. He, he that's was nice. He was known for his power, speed, and steadiness, which mm. is what you want in your drummer. I love so it. He was the last one. So okay. the band, the Blue Moon Boys, as they called themselves, they're all together. Yep. In rock and roll heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so he passed away. And then another notable obituary, a name a lot of Minnesota people know, Ron Be- Meshbesher died, the prominent defense attorney, 85. And he retired like five years ago mm-hmm. and he gained fame. Virginia Piper kidnapping case, which was never solved. They never no. figured out who got that million dollars in cash left by the tree. Remember right. that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the Duluth trial in the 77 murder of heiress Elizabeth Congdon. And uh, she was going to get $8 million upon her mother's death. She and her husband were instant suspects. Roger was convicted. Marjorie, with Ron Meshbesher as her attorney, was acquitted. She was. Yeah. And that's the play that Champoling made, mm-hmm. Blenching. Yeah. I mean, you learn all that yeah. again, and the, that's such a fun play to I think relive all that. that's coming back to the History Theater in it July. Yeah. yeah. So he passed away, so that's a sad for his yeah. family, but I, I guess he had... Alzheimer's. Yeah, I'd been diagnosed mm-hmm. with Alzheimer, and, um, you a know... extremely successful attorney, and oh the gosh, head of I'd everything, say. and, yeah... It was, it's a sweet story, yeah. his, his obit, wanting to be an attorney since they were 11 and 12, him oh. and his brother. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, a week from today, we're going to be on the road, kids. Uh, for all of the people that are in um, the Western quadrant of the Twin Cities, we're going to be in the Dinah at Roe Wolf. In the Galleria. Yeah, so this is a women's boutique, and they've joined forces with this local artist, Florida Junk, and they're selling a custom-designed T-shirt to benefit Second Harvest Heartland. And, of course, we're there for food for families. So. To Benefit Second Harvest. Yeah, Heartland. so um, they're you know I like I like that T-shirts can make a statement, and anytime you buy the T-shirt in June, um, a percentage of those T-shirt sales are going to fifty percent. Yeah, that's a lot, and it provides seventy-two meals for those in need. So it's a really big deal. Yeah, so that's cool. So we'll be there. I'm excited to go to Row Wolf. So it's you're gonna love the store, Lori. I have a feeling. Bring your checkbook. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring just my d- credit card. my credit card. Oh yeah, it, I love the this store. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll be there next uh, Thursday. Yep. Yes, we will. We're all out on the road for the next uh, next week. You know, I think there's mm-hmm. other shows. So, anyway, so that's where we're going to be because sometimes people go, why don't you, you know, have more broadcasts in my area? We've basically this been is, in Edina twice in a week. Uh, I know it. That's right. Or Within a few days. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Within so. a few weeks, it's all going to happen. All right, so do you know any scallywags? Scallywags? Mm-hmm, scallywags. Um, trollops, as it were. Well, a, a trollop sca- is a woman. It, it has a woman. it has a bunch of different meanings to it, but okay. it's a term of endearment used by pirates. Oh, so um, this is a friend of ours is celebrating a big anniversary today, and he double dared me to use scallywag 
Scallywag? Scallywag. Scallywag. To use a word that you didn't know what it was? No, he just wants to hear us say it. Oh. Okay. We want to give a shout out to Neil the Knitter and his 22nd wedding anniversary. Oh. Cheers to you. And it is a good it is It's a, good a fun word. word. I mean, he always sends like crazy words to us. Yeah. And um, to our favorite Sparkle Barbie. He's one of those. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. A, he is. A he sparkle. totally is. He is a sparkle Barbie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of sparkle Barbies, um, we come back. <laughs> it's our story. We can't get enough. Of. Oh, our sparkle Ken doll, John Travolta, is making the rounds for a movie that the Chicago Sun Times called it the long delayed Gotti movie is an entertaining and well acted film. But it's an uneven B-movie about one of the last celebrity mobsters, the Dapper Don. <laughs> so, so is that a positive? I think movie? that was a solid B. <laughs> okay. It's a B-minus. Yeah, okay, I call B-minus. that a B-minus, okay. according to the Chicago Sun-Times. But John Travolta, um, Casey was like, he goes, wow, his... Uh, his hair looks pretty good. I said, yeah, they kind of did like the porcupine quill look. Yes. They did a black and a gray and a black, <laughs> and it's really tightly done, and he's got the salt and pepper, and it's a good new wiglet on him, and it looks real real dapper. Yeah, I mean, it really <laughs> is kind of amazing how he looks good in it, even though you, I know if I met him in person, all I'd do is stare at his hairline. I know, I know. And uh, so here, this he's on GMA this morning, so he's with everybody, yes. you know, and uh, so I don't know who asked this question about him being a forever Brooklyn icon, but here we go. Well, first off, we have to say congratulations. It was declared John Travolta Day in Brooklyn yeah. on Tuesday. Congratulations. <laughs> Ceremony was at Lenny's Pizza, which you made famous from the movie back in 1977. So how does it feel to be forever, to be forever be a Brooklyn icon, man? Icon! Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's kind of my blueprint for my career. My foundation was kind of the borough of Brooklyn, you know? Uh, if you think about Welcome Back, Cotter, Saturday Night Fever, mm, yeah. even Get Shorty. It was all kind of uh, those characters were based in Brooklyn. And now to top it off uh, with Gotti. It's kind of the ultimate love letter to New York yeah. and to Brooklyn. So there you have it. A love letter. A love letter. A love so letter. there you have it. And um, they did not talk a lot about uh-uh. the movie. In fact, I couldn't really tell that anyone saw, saw the movie. No, I would agree with you. <laughs> you but know. I do know that Kelly, his wife, picked this project out for them. Okay. She was looking for projects for them to do together, and she found this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said to GMA, we don't have the cut. Maybe we do. Maybe it is about, I'll wait yes, to play okay. where he talks okay. about Kelly. Is, uh, but here he is. They ask him about, of course, Greece. Greece. The 40th anniversary. <gasps> what? You know what, John? What is it about it resonates with generation after generation? So true. You know? It's, it's like any great piece of uh, art or work, it's interpretive. So actually, it would be a question that individuals would answer better than, than I could. I just know that I love it, and I've always mm-hmm. loved it. I did it on Broadway, I did it on the road, I did... My daydream was to do it in the movies. Mm-hmm. So you guys would be better at answering that question than me. What do you think it is? I, I think it's, I mean, just the movie, it makes you feel good. Mm, but, uh, but also, who's a better dancer? Danny Zuko or Tony oh, Manero? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. That's, that's not fair. Tony, Tony Manero. Manero. <laughs> that you have to answer. We can't answer that for you. Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. They both, uh, they both rocked it pretty good. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to give them a tie. I have to. Surprise. Yeah. I know, but I love his way to push it back. Well, I have so many memories, but you know, you, the audience, yeah. you should tell us how no, you feel about it. Good. He's very he's good at so that. He's so good. He was on The Tonight Show last night with Jimmy Fallon, and he showed him, uh, 
you know, he said, listen, I grew up with all these novelty dances. And I mean, there are still novelty dances. You think of mine. But he said it was the, the Danny and the, the thing they do at the end at mm-hmm. the carnival. Mm-hmm. He said that's the four, the, um, the four corners. Yes, sure. yes. Mm-hmm. One, one, two, two back, back, forth, back. forward, yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we did it. And I was like, oh, we like, go together mm-hmm. like shamalama, lama, lama, ring, ding, ding, ding. I know it. It's like the box step to yeah, do a is. reggae or international where you cross. You right. go, it's a four step, but you're crossing yep. back and forth in your four corners mm-hmm. to give your body, body the Caribbean sway. shake. Is that yes, it's the Caribbean sway? It's actually called Cuban motion. Is that what it's called? Yeah, where yeah, you do the dance lexicon, yeah. Cuban motion. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's that's what you do. Okay, let's put the next one where the one time where they did actually ask him about the movie he's there to promote Gotti. <laughs> and now you're playing John Gotti oh, yeah. in this new movie, and you had a chance to spend a lot of time with the family. They mm-hmm. were advisors on this movie. So for you to play a real-life character like John Gotti with the family there, is that a lot of pressure? A good pressure, and I'll tell you why. Because, as you all know, I'm a familiar face to the world. Yeah. It's more important for me to disappear into a character than it would be for another actor. So. I felt like I needed all the support I could have, and that family was willing to be 24-7 with any question, any vi- uh, f- uh, home footage, uh, <clears throat> their books, uh, their advisories, uh, and I used it all because, like I did with Shapiro in the People vs. O.J., yeah. you, you, you can't be distracted by my familiarity. Mm-hmm. You have to be lured mm-hmm. in by becoming that person. So that's really what I tried to do, uh, and, and they thought I, I had arrived, so I was very you, proud of it. You do it time and time again, oh, especially in this role. Dapper Don, that was his oh, yes. little nickname, and you wore some of his actual clothing. Did that help you? That was, a, that was the haunting part, because in the opening and the closing of the movie, I actually wear his uh, overcoat, uh, this checkered uh, tweed mm. type of thing with a velour collar, and his cologne was mm. on, the, uh, on the coat, and I could... I could, wow. I could the scent was apparent, and it actually it, it helped, you know, mm. in a in an interesting way, because uh, he was a quite a character, you know, a duality of, of of a man. So, but Gotti, I mean, if you was just want to look him up, guy. yeah, he was a terrible guy. Oh, he was yeah. one of the you know biggest. Although they do say that. Um, what John got. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. He did was the beginning of the end of sort of the mafia 
uh, in New York. But uh, at his peak, he was one of the most dangerous crime bosses in America and was earned the name Teflon Don and the Dapper Don because he went to trial three times, was acquitted every time. Mm-hmm. He kind of got out of a lot of stuff. And, you know, of course, at the in the in the end, he... This uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano mm-hmm. turned state's evidence and testified against him and yeah. implicated both of them in several murders. So Gotti died in jail, in, in jail of mm-hmm. throat cancer at the age of 61. But I didn't realize this, that Gotti was a part of, I don't know if you guys remember, um, the, the Lufthansa. Oh, the robbery? The robbery. Yeah, yeah. At Kennedy Airport? Yes, was he assisted in the largest unrecovered cash robbery in history, the Lutanza heist at Kennedy Airport. Yeah. Gotti had made arrangements for the getaway van to be crushed and bailed at a scrapyard in Brooklyn. And the driver of the van did not follow the orders. Rather than driving the vehicle to the scrapyard, he parked it near a fire hydrant, went to sleep at his girlfriend's apartment. Oh, for crying out loud. The NYPD recovered the van, lifted the fingerprints, and they helped to unravel the heist by that stupid thing. What a dumb guy. Yeah. You have one job. You have one job. Drive the getaway car to here. Yeah, but... but, Anyway, so yeah, and of course, Kelly Preston, John Travolta's wife, plays Gotti's wife right. in the movie. And they mm-hmm. did have Gotti's youngest son. I don't know if this will be in the movie. He was 12, and he was run over and killed by a fram- family friend's mini bike by a neighbor. Jeez. And it was ruled an accident, but the neighbor received death threats and was attacked by Victoria Gotti with a baseball bat when he went to apologize. And on July 28th, 1980, he was abducted and never found. Oh my gosh. The the kid? No, the guy that hit the kid. Oh, the The guy guy that that hit hit the kid. And of course, the Gottis were on vacation in Florida, but he is still presumed to have ordered the killing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he did. Because that's what it was. Let's play the last uh, Travolta cut about having Kelly as his co-star. For you, how would it to work with her and be with her on set? Well, you know, we're very um, we're very careful about um, acting together because there's a sensitivity in Hollywood about that. There is. Um, that's for what I thought. Many too. reasons. So I had decided years ago that we would wait for the right project. Because you remember, you know, I don't know if anyone's old enough to remember Richard Burton and Liz Taylor and and, uh, Virginia Woolf, but Mm -hmm. they would have been cast in that anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless. So so you kind of pick the the movie that that you would be cast in whether you were uh, a couple or not. And you enjoy working with her. He's so worthy right there. But but you can only enjoy, you enjoy it more if you have an integrity about your choice of what you did together. What? No that one, was no one has given them rules what? for both of them to be in something together. So Kelly found this project yeah. for us to work on together. There's no sensitivity. No. It's just a rare exactly. thing. Exactly. To do. Like, think of Paul Newman and, and Joanne That's Woodward. what I was yeah. just going to say. They always acted together they did in a lot movies. together. It's well, and comparing himself to Elizabeth Taylor and <laughs> Richard Burton, which yeah. was perfect. perfect. I love that. I know. Well, I... and so they cut away and they said, well, here's what Kelly said about working with you when she was on two days yeah. ago. I loved it. Yeah. You know, and so he's going wordy, wordy, wordy. Well, because wordy. he didn't get to have all the massages that he normally does when he films things, you know, away. I heard more about the massage gate. 
from someone who had a massage at one of his Places resorts he, in Orlando and, he and mentioned to, to this person that he was banned. Banned, yeah, he's banned from a lot banned of places. Banned from the massages. He's paid all, I guess the $130,000 is the standard thing when you do something naughty and you want to shut somebody up. This is supposedy what Travolta pays too. 130? 130, geez. Good to know. Yeah, good to know. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? Trending online this afternoon, Aquaman Jason Momoa is in character as Aquaman on the cover of the latest issue of Entertainment Weekly magazine. Also, Ellen DeGeneres trending. She's going on a mini stand-up tour this summer, her first in 15 years. She'll be sticking to the West Coast, however, stopping in San Francisco, San Diego, and Seattle. Also trending today, it's National Bourbon Day, and it's also Flag Day. And in the world of sports, Tiger Woods trending. He is playing at the U.S. Open today, and also the World Cup is happening the soccer tournament is underway starting today. That's what's trending here at my talk. Your forecast is uh, brought to you by the Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Uh, cloudy tonight, maybe some. Well, <laughs> Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday. So I can't remember if we talked about that Catherine Heigl, you know, is joining Suits. We yes, did. we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, and she's going to play this fierce lawyer who muscles her way into the Suits law firm after Mike and Rachel have left. Yes. And they moved sounds, to Seattle. This sounds like a perfect role for her. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, maybe something good that she's, you know, going to be able to, like, that'll work and stay and... Take advantage of, uh, you know, what she's capable because, God, she she's really shot act. herself in the oh, foot. Oh, big time. With All Shonda Rhimes. Who would have been, you know, she could have been employed for years She could there. have. She sh- and then her then mom. Her, then her fight with Seth Rogen yep. and... Anyway, I don't know what all that was about, but I, I'm seeing this first still of her on the suit set in an all-white suit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this, might be, I this think is going to be maybe good, uh, you know, like a little tension or energy to come to the show mm-hmm. with those two being gone. Yeah, Mike and Rachel were so in love. Yes. Unpredictable. Yeah. That I think it's smart with um, Rachel leaving that Mike leaves, too. Yes. You know, and he's already cast in something else. So I I do think I love Suits still. Yeah. You know, I'm up to seven it, seasons. I'm still in. Yeah, it's a good summer. It's a popcorn summer show, show. that I really like. Was Catherine Heigl's mom her manager? Yes. yes. It's her, I was saying her mom has created a lot of yes, problems right, as well. Maybe your mom isn't the manager anymore. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. You know, and she's... She's married to that Josh Kelly singer. She's been in several shows that have been one and done. Yes. One and done. And it's... She's a good actress. She is, but her Q score, whatever they call the likability... Not high. ...seemed to have got... I think it's most... And it's low with the people she works with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully she has a fresh start. It's going to be... In Vancouver. Yeah, in Vancouver. That's Mm -hmm. very nice. And on Hulu on July 25th, Donnie, you probably already have thought about it, but the Castle Rock, you know, which is a Stephen King... It's on my calendar. uh, Mm -hmm. And that's with Sissy Spacek. Yes. Who is coming off of And that's on Hulu. Okay. And it's about... Um, you know, it's Maine. It's a Fargo-like series, you know. Okay. And I can't, I know I read Castle Rock, but I can't remember what it's about. 
I don't think there was a book called Castle Rock. It's but just that all of his stories have taken, taken place in Castle Rock and Dairy. Well, no Rock, wonder yes. I don't have it. Either Dairy, yeah. Maine or Dairy Castle, or Castle Rock. Rock. And he's from Maine, so right. It makes sense. So anyway, that premieres, um, you know, in uh, July twenty fifth. I think is I have something this Friday because yeah. you watch Goliath on Amazon Prime, didn't you? Did you guys yes. watch it with Billy Bob? It comes back this Friday, season two. Okay. Oh, it does. Yes. Right. And then, of course, this Sunday is the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. TV and movie. Yep. Which will be kind of fun. Everybody. So mm-hmm. get ready for that. Yes. Um, I love that um, James Corden and Ashton Mike uh, did a Drop the Mic or, segment last night. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, mm-hmm. our piece of wood, our piece of ash. I heard that reference, Lori. A piece of ash? Yes. on Because where we got it? Sex in the City. Is that where they call yes. it a piece of ash? Yes. Um, talking about old wood, new wood, and that the younger wood's a piece of, you know, ash, ash wood, because it's the hardest wood. Yeah. And so that's when Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher got together. We'd call him a, a piece, piece of, of ash. ash. I know. I remember. And, and so just, that's where we got, got Laurie, because it was so funny, because I saw it, and I'm like, that's where, where that came from okay, all those so, years ago. So, James Corden, I haven't gotten sick of this one at all, the drop the mic, because he doesn't do it very often. No. I right. think it would be very intimidating to try and rap. Mean rap. Yeah, even if they have help writing it, it's hard to rap. Uh, Julie yes. and I have never attempted it because I we know it's we're going to be so lame. <laughs> right. No, we're going to be beyond lame, worse than our usual. Oh, it would be beyond. Yeah, it'd be terrible. So let's listen to these two um, right, get mighty mean. First part of it. Here we go. All right, Josh. Give me a beat. I heard I was battling in A-list tongues, but when I saw Ashton Kutcher, I knew I was getting punched. You haven't had a hit movie since 2002. You were so bad in jobs, even Siri won't talk to you. On that 70s show, you're a stoner with jokes, which is ironic because tonight you're the one who's getting smoked. You do great charity work. Career. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> he doesn't want Stop a career. Back. Yeah. Stop back! Stop back! <laughs> That's a good. This is posted too, by the way. It is, yeah. Let's do this. People came to see Peter Rabbit battle me, but your battles with your lady, her rabbit's out of batteries. Since the 70s, your job's an Uber driver for real celebrities. You were at the royal wedding, and that seems right. Every wedding has a guest they didn't invite. <laughs> People see me at LA, they say, look, it's a star. People see you at LA, they say, dude, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. They're always That's at the good. celebrity end. And then also, Julia, just like as long as we're on the TV thing, so Marty Knoxon is work. She did Dietland, if you girlfriend's guide to divorce. I loved it. Okay, no. she's like really an incredible showrunner, and right. she's done a lot of our favorite shows. She's the showrunner on Sharp Objects. Oh really? Which when is, is that coming okay, out? Jillian Flynn's first book. Uh, it's July. It's 20, on HBO. It's I think it's 29? July eighth. Nope, oh, July eighth. It's oh, July sooner 8th. than Super. you think. Okay. And she said. Um, she said about Amy Adams, she said she's grittier than we've ever seen her. She said it's counter-programming, and she said Amy is just amazing. I had read Sharp Objects, this is a showrunner, mm-hmm. while I was going through my divorce. And that book came out, what, like 12 years At ago? At least, yeah. 
Um, I was going through a lot of dark stuff. I've wrestled with addiction and eating disorders on and off throughout my life. And I was in a dark place and I really related to Camille after picking up the book. I just couldn't shake her. And you and I were crazy for that book. Oh, crazy. This is the author Gillian Flynn before she wrote Gone Gone Girl. Girl. Was it her second book? It was first. Her first Sharp Objects Objects was first and then Dark Affections Mm -hmm. was second. So oh, I'm I'm even more excited about this now that I know that Marty because she is really an, an unbelievable. If you Google Marty Knox and the TV show she's right. been involved with, are it's incredible. So mm-hmm. she's behind Dietland, which was a book, and she's brought that to AMC. That's the new one with Juliana Margulies, right? And then Girlfriend's Guide to, to we Divorce. Loved we love that. Yeah, um, Unreal is uh-huh. another show that she she was involved in that. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, she's like a She's a, she really I'm excited. She gets stuff made and gets, I feel like what she, everything she's touched, I feel like I've always kind of enjoyed her shows. And then The Sinner, you know, is coming back and Carrie Coon, who's in Fargo, right, is going to uh, be in that. It's going to follow a single crime, just like the first one. And the same showrunner and the same, uh, who's the actor, the guy, uh, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. He will be returning and Carrie Coon, who was really great in Fargo. She played the, the, the sheriff de- deputy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to be like the, what, what network scene. is that one on again? Um, the USA. USA. All right. Yeah. So that one, uh, that one doesn't come back until August. So, okay. Um, and next Wednesday, another show. Yellowstone. Paramount. Yeah. Yellowstone with Julia's boyfriend, Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. He's been making the rounds. Yeah. I love I, him. I, he was on with Jimmy Kimmel, and, and he just said, I love, I love making movies about the West yes. or whatever. I mean, even though we've seen him in other great movies, he's played other good characters. What is this one going to be about? Uh, it's the violent world of the Dutton family, owners of the largest ranch in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone. Oh, Yellowstone. It look. It's getting very good. Oh, I love Kevin Gosner. I know you do. <laughs> I love him. I know you Just do. Just his voice alone is everything. It, oh, that's so exciting. It's, it is. It his, really, vo- his voice. Kevin, how are you? Hi, Julia. It's, oh, say that again. <laughs> Hi, Julia. <laughs> I wanted to meet you forever. It's so nice of you to come in studio. Do you mind if I sit on your lap? <laughs> <laughs> Cozy up, girl. <laughs> Cozy up, oh. girl. So yeah, that, I suppose that's not allowed anymore. Yes, it is. Oh yeah. my word! Was he I, in makes, town playing at yes. the caboose yes. with yes. his band? Yes. Oh, I know it. So anyway, so those are some TV shows to get excited about. Um, Who's got the time though? I well, just, people have DVRs, oh, Julia. People have DVRs, and there are rainy days, and people don't sleep, and there's all kinds of things. You always worry about that. Don't. Worry. I don't need to worry. You really don't. Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race, 11th season. Been People renews. love that That's, show. Yeah, David Spade. I love him. Yeah. I really got a crush. I, I've always liked him when he was like, I loved him on Rules of Engagement. Mm-hmm. That was such a funny show with Oliver Hudson and who's that goofy guy who does the car commercials, the, the big guy with the door. I don't know. Oh, voice. Uh, uh, per, you know what I'm per, talking per, about. Per, but yes. anyway, after I read yeah. David Spade's um, memoir, memoir you loved I, it. He was, he's so self-deprecated and he's dated some of the hottest women in Hollywood, but, um, and he's very, like, tells the story about Laura Flynn Boyle. He's at a party and Jack Nicholson 
is trying to hit on his girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. Laura Flynn, and he can't believe it. And they all end up smoking a joint together because he was just like, he just invited Laura to go. And I just inserted myself because I'm like, I'm not letting my girlfriend right. be alone with Jack Nicholson. And then like a week later, he finds out they've been dating. The National Enquirer gets a picture of them because their limo crashed on Holland Drive and she had to be boosted out of the. <laughs> Yeah, thing, and that's how he found it. So it really, his first book was very funny, and uh, so anyway, he uh, he donated a hundred thousand dollars to um, uh, NAMI, mm-hmm. which there's a I think almost every state has a chapter, and that's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. A hundred thousand dollars. I think it's really cool. And yeah. then he, you know, he's yeah. his mental health stuff has been getting cut. There was just a story mm-hmm. today: a Blue Cross Blue Shield is cutting mental health. Um, what they're paying people to mm-hmm. counsel and that some counselors owe them money back. It's oh. just, it's ridiculous. So these, you know, I mean, like something like I this. Like, I like that a lot. I like that too. So yeah. anyway, you can go to NAMI.org. And I, I have a girlfriend who's, um, NAMI has helped her so much because really? her son was diagnosed schizophrenic. Oh. And she just was like, what do I do? What do I do? Where do right. I go? What you know, just a terrifying diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And she just said they've been they've been amazing. N A M I dot org. So good for you, David Spade. All right, listen, we come back. We're gonna Hollywood speak because we're gonna make beg Chris Hewitt to stay and talk Hollywood and movies and maybe give us some reviews on some of the Broadway shows he saw when he was in New York when we have him on next hour. So what are you trying to say? Meaning of this. Okay, so going back to Monday night and the Tonys. Sunday night. Sunday night, excuse me. Um, and the th- the tip we're talking about is nothing to do with Robert De Niro. This has everything to do with Neil Patrick Harris live tweeting, remember? And uh, yeah. I'll just refresh your memory where he tweeted, who is the woman in the top hat backstage at the Tony Awards? Uh, Gideon, which is his Neil Patrick's son, remarks, she says, like and oh my God a lot. I'm confused, which was a very bitchy, shady statement. Beyond belief. And then Rachel responded that they... It was Rachel. Rachel Bloom from My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. This is her second year in a row where she's sort of been the backstage co- uh, correspondent for people streaming. Yes. Um, and Neil Patrick Harris hosted the Tony four, four times. Yep. So anyway, so she tweeted back that they'd met numerous times and that her husband wrote on how I met your mother for five years and that she even guest starred on the show Mm -hmm. and did this, you know, they've met. And, and so, um, uh, and and, and then he wrote back indeed exclamation. Well said, thanks for the reminder. How was backstage? Still super bitch. Right. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. So DGQ decided to check in with Rachel and she had some stuff to say about it. Okay. She told GQ she felt kind of devastated. And initially she was going to tweet, this makes me sad. And then I was like, I don't want to give him that. And she said, um, she said, obviously he's not a writer. I love this. This is like the new version. Yeah. Of, I don't know you. His version of a Twitter joke is to just kind of live comment to Twitter followers with kind of random, unformed thoughts. And fame does that to you, where you think every kind of random, (gasps) unformed (gasps) thought is a gem because you get 10,000 likes from it. He has like 27 million Twitter followers. And that makes me scared about fame in general, the yes men. I really hope um, 
that I can surround myself with people who call me out on my bleep so that even if I were to have 27 million Twitter <gasps> followers, I would be just kind of a person first oh! and a famous person oh! second. Triple slam dunk. Oh my gosh. Shade over everything. She basically called him a fart sniffing narcissist with a bunch of sycophants around him. Unbelievable. I, I, At first I was it. just going to say I was sad, but then I thought, hmm, I don't mm-hmm. want to give him that. Yeah, because, and the reason she said that, because when he finally did apologize to her on Twitter, he this is what he wrote to her. Sincere apologies to Rachel yeah. for my Tony tweet. I failed to research her before pressing send. That's still- and what I thought was a funny comment in our living room must have been far from funny to read backstage mid show. As yeah. a performer and a parent, I should have known better. I think I failed to research her before pressing send is still bitchy. It's still bitchy because and then she did the GQ yeah. thing after that because she just sent back. She said, "Hi, thank you. Apology accepted." Mm-hmm. But then GQ called her. And so, and she, I mean, she is right that that is something that happens in the fame game. Oh, 100%. And I love it. Obviously, he's not a writer, writer. because he, it, but he's a celebrity. So he thinks whatever he says is funny and his 27 million followers well, yeah, probably do too. Likes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. This, Isn't that just so good? It's the best. And you know, I don't care who you are. Um, why? Well, we even said that. Why, why is he just live why? tweeting with his kids every There's stupid no, thought that comes into his head? He needs work. He yeah. needs work. All Where's right. Hedgehog the Horrible? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what a Tony for he, it. He is in Lemony Snicket. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, the Lemony Snicket. On Netflix. Okay. He is doing that. People, he, I guess he's really great. Oh, I'm that. sure he's great. Those books were okay. amazing. Please, Hollywood, speak, uh, speak this because uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, that Hollywood Foreign Press mm-hmm. as Golden Globes, they're getting in on the podcasting. Everyone is. I know, the conversation pod. We've been conversating forever over here. But anyway, he said, uh, of course, he always gets asked about Angelina. And he said, well, she liked to fly to the Middle East to visit refugees. He said, I just wanted to stay in Los Angeles. She wanted a global lifestyle and mine is an agoraphobic lifestyle. So that's really the only reason we're probably still mm-hmm. not together. Just. She became a global ambassador. She had bigger yeah. aspirations for more worldly things. And he was just he was content. Ready to settle down and yeah. sit around and sit be around in California. And then she adopted Maddox right around then too. Yes. Yep. So that's what she was doing. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I love that he describes his lifestyle as agoraphobic. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't like to, I guess, travel. Is that what that means? Because agoraphobia well, is a real fear thing. Fear of open spaces, of but like elevators. the woman in the window, people right. not leaving their house. Right. Well, exactly. that's an extreme yeah. version of it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's. But I mean, the agoraphobic society is mad at Billy Bob for putting that he just likes to basically stay home is different than being agoraphobic. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he might. You there, know. He's going to get a lot of. Uh, and he notes. also told them. He said, "Listen, and I wasn't looking to change my ways." Mm-hmm. I like how I am. I never felt good enough for her. I'm real uncomfortable around rich and important people, and she wasn't because she grew up in Hollywood, right. you know, kind right. of or Hollywood. And friends, I love but. how he just kind of said it how it was. And those two, even though they say they're friends, yeah, they don't talk. No, we no, talked don't. about this last time that he. Do you think at some point Angelina will ever sit down and tell her version of what happened on that damn plane in 2016? Or is she going to just be an old lady and we're not even going to be around? I hope she tells it at some point. 
Why? But it's not in the near well, future. It won't serve. Yeah, See, if it damages her kids, Wait, I, there's I no reason to do it. But whatever happened, there was no going back for her. Because whatever right. happened that night, she left Brad that night, took the kids, filed for divorce, and yep. began finding therapists. Well, it was widely believed, you know, that... Uh, well, here's what um, People Magazine said about that night you know okay. that there was an argument between him and angelina there was a parent-child argument which is not handled in the right way it escalated more than it should have brad is emphatic that he did not it did not reach the level of physical abuse that no one was harmed he did not hit his child in the face in any way he did not do that he's emp- emp- uh, emphatic about that he put his hands on him yes and Brad made contact in the shoulder area, and there was no physical injury. He shoved him across uh, the yes, plane. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what I think is what he did. He so the him. careful wording is still uncomfortable mm-hmm. to read, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When you say that, and after all that time. So anyway, but Brad Pitt, Angelina, she knows he flat out leaked those sealed court those documents. Seat. Yes, yeah, to get the Angelina in danger of losing primary custody. He was willing to sacrifice the smaller story that he still has to see the kids with a a therapist. Yes, and someone wrote us um, a note, an email about it, and said that in California, they use private services. Here, we have a different way of handling um, children and child abuse situations. And the the private services in California, it doesn't behoove those private services. What the hell happened in St. Louis Park then with that family and all those uh, charges? There's another one, too. But they had so many family visits. I guess it's hard to, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, but Brad Pitt, the bigger story on him is that Neri Oxman is still involved with her billionaire hedge fund He's not getting her. No, that was He's not getting any of that. It was just something to say. You're right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roseanne Barr wants everyone to know she's fine. Fine, okay. and is taking time to reflect. Right. She is. Uh, I want you all to know I'm fine. I've been using this time to reflect and to gain insight on what I said and how it was misunderstood. See, this is here. Here we go. So there, there is where it all falls apart. Yeah. I'm taking time to reflect like, on what was said, but how it was interpreted. Yeah, right. So it wasn't me. Apparently, I wrote, it was everybody. It else. was all of you because I really didn't mean what you think I meant. Thank you. That yeah. is perfect. Uh, yeah. I would speak that's, on that. That's yeah, what she that is. had to add the, and how it was misunderstood. Yeah, yeah now she said the, the original tweet. No, it was about anti-Semitism, and you just didn't understand it. She's not reflecting. She's not reflecting. She can't stop talking. No, I know. Oh. I know. I don't know why they ever... Give her, take the phone away. Take her account away. <laughs> we'll be back.